Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey, this is not an episode of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. Instead, I will be playing you an episode of my Australian pal Tara Saraband's kick-ass podcast, World's Dumbest Criminals. If you're into petty thievery told in a hilarious manner, which, pfft, uh, yeah, I think you are, you're going to love this show. Tara is the best. I used to listen to her cover the hardcore side of crime on her previous podcast, the award-winning Bloody Murder, and when she decided to take her talents to the softcore side... I knew we were all in for a treat. And she didn't disappoint. I've listened to every single episode of World's Dumbest Criminals so far, and it's just been getting better and better. Tara is not afraid to let loose and poke fun at the petty perpetrators, and I love that about her. The show is laugh out loud funny, and you'll be hearing episode 47. It's called Sad Song of an Incel. It's about a delusional dork who stalks a woman and, for some silly reason, He thinks she loves getting chased by his creepy ass. Spoiler alert, she doesn't. Tara plays actual audio from this guy, and it is gold. I've added a link to World's Dumbest Criminals in the show notes to make it easy on you to subscribe. Uh, That's for Apple Podcasts, but you can find it anywhere you listen. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the show, and you will immediately have over 50 episodes to binge. And hell, give her a five-star review while you're at it. Show Tara some love. She deserves it. You can even tell her her boy Leroy sent you. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. That's enough out of me. Without further ado, I present to you the one, the only, World's Dumbest Criminals. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals. 
If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, you'll be hearing about an incel who'd been stalking a former co-worker and went to the police to complain that her father had called him and told him to leave her alone or else. Fortunately for us, he recorded the whole thing and uploaded it to social media. It's as hilarious as it is alarming. Two English brothers who got lucky and received suspended sentences for drug dealing, but then wrecked it for themselves by posting deriding things about the judge and court process on Facebook. Alrighty, let's get cracking. And I was going to play a song for a woman that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got there, and she saw me, and she immediately pulled away. And uh, I, I wasn't forcing her li- to listen or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to play the song for her, you know, give her her own choice yeah. if she wanted to be with me, you know. Does she know you? Yeah, I worked with her there for, like, five, six months. Did y'all have a relationship? No, we were talking a little bit, but it never really got serious. Okay. But anyways, I pulled up there, and I was in the other parking lot, and I saw her get in her car, and I was like, oh, shoot, it's my moment. So I pulled up there next to her, and she pulled away from me, and uh, so I chased her a little bit, just because, I don't know, women are crazy. Like, I felt like she, like, wanted me to chase her. Do you not think chasing somebody's crazy? Well, it's just like, I I only went, like, a couple blocks down the street. I'm just saying, don't you think chasing somebody's crazy when when they obviously don't want to... Well, I had my song playing, and I wanted to like her to hear it, maybe. Well, apparently, she didn't want to hear it, right? So, what else happened? Let's get on with the story. Um, well, anyways, her her father called me up, and he made some threats to me and to okay. my life. Okay. And so, I just want to have his name what, on file. What, what did he say to you? Uh, I think he said he's gonna stab me, like, but he, he's like cussing at me. He said that, or he did say. He said he says I'm gonna do something to you. I swear I do something to you. For chasing his daughter. Yeah, but it wasn't chasing. It was like going down a couple streets. Like, that's like fun to women. Like, women like that. A little no, bit of excitement. Don't. No, they don't. Well, women don't like to be chased. What about like? If I was a porn. father, I'd probably tell you the same thing. What about like BDSM porn, where women like to be have rape fantasies? Well, apparently this girl doesn't. Well, who knows? Most women do like having rape fantasies. Okay. Do you think she does? I don't know. But well, apparently she don't. Well. So, so what do you want us to do? Well, I just want you to get his name on file, just in case he does do anything do you, do you to me. Do you know his name? I know his daughter's name. What well, do you know his name? I know her name. I don't know his name. He called me from a restricted phone number. Okay. Here's, here, here's my suggestion. Leave her alone. Well, this is one song I made, and this was the final chance I was going to have. Here's my chance. Here, here's my advice. It's over. Leave her alone. Okay. Fathers will hurt you over their daughters. Yeah, but that's the thing. is She needs to have her own free will, man. You, listen, you gotta understand, listen, I'm a man myself, listen, bro, and listen, I need myself. She, she's choosing her free will by telling her daddy what happened to you, and I'm telling you, stay away from her because he will hurt you probably. She's being controlled by him. That's, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's her choice, right? Free well, choice, free will? I think she should go do porn. Okay, you need to leave. It's legal. You need to leave. Well. We're not doing anything. You need to leave. I'm, I'm having a discussion on I'm having a discussion telling you to leave. Are you threatening me with arrest? I'm not threatening you. I'm telling you to leave. This we're is done. a public property. Well, you can stay if you want. If you, if, you, if, you, if you do that on public property, I'll, you know, I'll leave you're, under... You're free. you're free to do whatever you want to right here, but we're not doing anything else. I'm just giving you advice. The girl doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, but this, there's something twisted about that. There's something twisted about the way you think it. I, I was going to let her make her own choice after the yeah, song. Well, she's made her choice. And I just don't think she had a reasonable opportunity to make a choice because I'm going to blow how up and I'm going to be a famous how, DJ and I'm going to be how, like... How old is she? Uh, two years older than me. 27. How much? 27. She's old enough to make her own money. I'll speak with her. Is she working today? Uh, I think so. Do you have her phone number? Uh, I believe so. Uh, but I can't stop recording the video. Well, that's okay. I'll go by her job. She works Paramount, right? Correct. Okay, I'll speak with her and I'll get back with you, okay? Alrighty, sounds All good. Right, good oh, Thank no you guys. That was future famous DJ Jacob Yerkes. And he's a fucking idiot. Last month, 25-year-old Jacob went to a Cracker Barrel restaurant in Lenore City, Tennessee to stalk a former colleague named Lindsay. She had no romantic interest in him whatsoever and had already made that clear. Not only is she not into Jacob, but she's not into men. Jacob is a very unreliable source of information, so it's possible she wasn't even a lesbian, but he just thought she was. He might have asked her out and she said no and so he asked if she had a boyfriend and she said no and so then he's like, well, boom, she must be a lesbian. He said she and him were talking at work but it didn't go far. If any guys listening ever wonder why women can come across as cold sometimes, this is why. If you merely respond politely to guys like this, then they can get it in their heads that you want to be in a relationship with them. And then they stalk you. Unfortunately, it is not uncommon. Poor Lindsay has been dealing with Jacob's unwanted advances since June this year. Despite the clear message of leave me alone she was sending him, he kept trying to contact her through social media and text and showing up at her place of work. You see, Jacob had made a song he wanted to play to Lindsay that was supposed to not only turn her straight, but make her want to be with him. He rocked up to the Cracker Barrel to get her to listen to the song and then use her free will to decide if she wanted to be in a relationship with him or not. She was in her car in the parking lot when she noticed him drive in. Upon seeing him, Lindsay noped out of there so fast she burnt some rubber on the way. But Jacob was adamant that she had to listen to his precious lesbian straightening song. So he put it on in his car and sped after her for a few blocks. As you heard him say, women are crazy. Ah, fuck off, incel. We like to be chased as it gives us some excitement and it's fun for us. Fuck off, incel. We all have rape fantasies because BDSM porn exists. Fuck off, incel. And he thinks Lindsay should go do porn. Who says romance is dead? Sure, he has needs himself, which, quite frankly, aren't her problem. Fuck off, incel. After Lindsay managed to lose this dickhead in a car chase, she told her dad about the incident and he called Jacob up and told him to leave his daughter alone or he'd sort his ass out. After this, Jacob went to the Lenore City Municipal Officers to make a complaint about Lindsay's dad threatening him. And that's where he recorded the video of himself talking to the two bemused and unamused cops that we just listened to. 
Lenore City Police Chief Don White told the media, He made several comments that were very odd, said some things like women fantasise about being stalked and said several other comments that were just very inappropriate. As you heard, the cops did not humour him. They told him in no uncertain terms to leave her the hell alone. So Jacob decided that this 27-year-old woman who wanted nothing to do with his stalkery ass was being controlled by her father. Clearly women don't have any free will outside of choosing which man we want to be controlling us. We couldn't possibly control ourselves because titties... We're entirely incapable of independent thoughts because vaginas. There is more to Jacob's recording. Let's have a listen to the rest. Oh, shit. You know what? Lindsay's dad, I hope you see this fucking video. You know what happens when women don't ever, you know, come to terms with themselves? The bad shit happens. I don't know. Something, um, the cops want to deny me trying to get her to be straight. Something is wrong about that. I don't see why these traditional-ass motherfuckers think they can speak shit whenever it's this woke, belligerent, LGBT shit that has her right now. And her father is controlling the bullshit. I just don't see it. I'm older than her fucking father. That's how I feel right now. I've lived this life. I've been the greatest. I've been down and I've been about... I don't know where this is going, but, um, fucking snakes, man. She was going to lure me into a trap whenever I was going to go, you know, play a song for her. It's just how it is. But, uh, shout out to all my bros. In that clip, Jacob can be heard ranting, Lindsay's dad, I hope you see this fucking video. You know what happens when women don't ever come to terms with themselves. Bad shit happens. Now this is nothing to do with her coming to terms with herself. This is just his pissy little self-pitying outburst about not being able to come to terms with himself. He went on to say that there was something wrong with the cops for not wanting him to get Lindsay to be straight and how they were traditional-ass motherfuckers for being supportive of woke, belligerent LGBT shit. Figure your point out, neckbeard. They can't be traditional-ass motherfuckers and be supportive of the so-called woke, belligerent LGBT shit. He's being the traditional-ass motherfucker for thinking wanting to turn a woman straight is an acceptable notion. He also said Lindsay was trying to lure him into a trap. Sure, buddy. A woman who wants nothing to do with you is trying to lure you into a trap of leave me the hell alone. 
Oh, and she's two years older than him, but he's older than her father. Okay. Jacob filmed this video and uploaded it himself. I guess he was under the impression it would get him sympathy, but it had the opposite effect. After his video went viral, the police and FBI decided to investigate Jacob as they were concerned he'd have a homicidal tantrum, like so many other incels who post videos like this do. Lenore City Police wrote in a statement, During the investigation, it was determined that Mr. Yerkes was making unsolicited contact with a co-worker. It was further found that he was posting on several social media sites, including YouTube, making threats of violence. The cops arrested Jacob on charges of aggravated stalking and harassment. They stated that more charges may be pending against him and encouraged any other women who he harassed to come forward. On social media, Jacob also shared some incel memes and posts lauding Nazis and rape because of course he did. I checked out his Twitter, but it makes absolutely no sense to me. It's just word soup. Like, <laughs> sweaty word soup. One of his tweets reads, If wonder if Hillary Clinton has ever led a single relationship in her life. Huh? What does that mean? Is he trying to imply that she's a virgin? or a doormat. Another of his tweets said, Feminists create their own rape culture and then blame men for raping. <laughs> okay, scholar. Humans have been around for millions of years and the first wave of feminism formally began at the Seneca Falls Convention in 1848. That's when 300 men and women rallied to support the cause of equality for women. So by his logic, did no rapes occur before 1848? <laughs> sure, buddy, we wish. Or does he think? In the beginning of the world, there were feminists. They created rape culture. And then the predatory men did as the feminists told them to do and raped everybody. Like, I'm pretty sure that the predatory men don't usually take their orders from the feminists, or they wouldn't be predatory. Make it make sense! On November 6, Jacob referenced his arrest and the influence he believed it had on America internationally. He tweeted, America looks weak to Russia with how they're attacking me for persistence. Sure, buddy. I bet Putin is trolling American media looking for stories about dumbasses who got themselves arrested for harassment as an indication that America has become feeble and lost their power. If US of A don't cater to incel, they must not respect themselves. Now is the time to attack. The best punishment for guys like this would be to Freaky Friday them into living as a young woman for a month and have some deluded incel fuckhead harassing them. Let's just see how the notion that women want to be raped feels from this perspective, dickhead.
Although I don't know which of his songs was meant to turn Lindsay straight, I did find some of his music online. Here's a brief musical interlude, thanks to Jacob. Did you like that? Did it turn any of you ladies who love ladies straight? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think so. I played his music to a lesbian friend of mine, and she said it actually made her gayer. I gotta tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome, and they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary, which is great if you're a person like me who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it, it's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me, that's illegal 50, and use code excuse me, that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. That's code excuse me, that's illegal 50 at factormeals.com slash excuse me, that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you gotta do. Visit BetterHelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. Call in all units at 211 at 675 Main. Backup needed. In 2014, brothers Daniel and Samuel Sledden and their dad William were involved in a business they ran out of their home in Accrington, Lancashire. Aw, doesn't that sound nice and wholesome and full of family values? But since the family business was selling marijuana, which isn't legal in England, they ran foul of the law. In 2016, Daniel, Samuel and their dad William fronted court and pleaded guilty to dealing weed. 27-year-old Dan and 22-year-old Sam were both facing three years in jail. They must have had pretty good legal counsel, though, as they didn't said all the right things leading up to their sentencing hearing. They wrote simpering letters to the court saying how very sorry they were for their actions and how they'd never do anything bad ever, ever again because they were actually very good boys. Who's a good boy? Who's a good, good boy? Who's a good boy? 
Daniel's pre-sentence report indicated he was very sad and sorry about breaking the law and blamed his family for it happening. His barrister said at his sentencing hearing that Dan had taken positive steps to become a model citizen by going to the drastic lengths of getting a job. His little brother Samuel's pre-sentence report stated that he regretted his criminal actions and felt stupid for doing them. He said he'd also done some groundbreaking good guy stuff too, including getting a job and going back to college. The brothers laid on the saccharine goody two-shoes act so thick, I wouldn't be surprised if their letters ended with them begging the judge, please, please, pretty please with sugar on top, don't send us to jail, please, miss. Judge Beverly Lunt was touched by the young men's efforts to straighten up and fly right. She stated that their expressions of remorse were vital criteria when considering the appropriate sentences to impose. Judge Lunt said she'd decided not to send the three family members to the pokey as they had refrained from criminal wrongdoing since their arrests. Or at least they'd refrained from getting caught doing anything illegal since then. She did have some stern words for William, though. She told him, You are the father of these two and you've let this dealing go on in your house. Throw them out. I can't believe you let them carry on like this in your house. It's not what a father does. But Judge Hunt decided not to throw the book at them and sentenced them all to two-year jail sentences suspended for two years. So if they were to keep their noses clean and their house devoid of drug dealing during that time, they wouldn't have to go to the pokey at all. That was a complete and utter win for the Sleddens, and they would have been wise to go with it. They should have been dancing in the streets and high-fiving strangers, rather than doing anything to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. But obviously that's not what happened. Less than two hours after he received his cushy suspended sentence, alleged good boy Daniel decided it was a great idea to go on Facebook and make the following post. Cannot believe my luck. Two-year suspended sentence beats the three-year jail. Yes, pal. Beverly Lunt, go suck my dick. He missed a golden opportunity to use the C-bomb there since it rhymes with her surname. I mean, if you're gonna go out, you may as well go out in flames. Maybe write a dirty limerick. Not one to miss out on a terrible idea, Samuel joined in and posted, What a day it's been, Burnley Crown Court. Up your ass. Aha, nice. Two years suspended. Fuck the three years in Forest Bank. What a pair of knuckle-dragging nincompoops. I suppose their logic was, Well, we're not Facebook friends with Judge Lunt, so it's not like she'll ever see this. But they were wrong. Oh, so very wrong. After being informed of the posts, Judge Lunt recalled both of them to court and ordered a review of their sentences. She pondered whether she would have suspended their sentences if she'd known the truth about what they thought of the court proceedings. Judge Lunt said, Their content is clearly indicative of how they really felt about appearing in court for this particular offence. 
that Tanner was boastful and jeering, and the only reasonable inference was they thought that they had somehow fooled and misled the court. The question I have to ask myself is this. If I had known their ill feelings at being in court, would I have accepted their remorse and contrition and suspended the sentence? And the answer is, of course not. The brothers ended up deleting their Facebook posts eventually, but not until their legal counsel told them to do so. This went over about as well as you'd expect with Judge Lunt. They had since written groveling letters of apology to the judge. Daniel also posted the following on Facebook, no doubt at the urging of his solicitor. I want to say how sorry I am for what I wrote about Judge Lunt and my sentence. I was very lucky not to be sent to prison and I was very stupid to have written what I did. I want to say sorry to Judge Lunt and to anyone else who was upset or offended by my thoughtless post which I did not mean. (laughs) Sounds legit, yeah? Hilariously, one of his friends commented, Can't help but feel this status has been forced. (laughs) You think? Samuel's solicitor said his client's Facebook comments had been ill-conceived, extremely disrespectful and displayed rude ingratitude. Then he reached so far he might have actually put his back out by claiming that neither of the brothers had demonstrated explicitly that they were not sorry to have committed the offence. Uh, yeah, they pretty much did. I mean, up your ass and suck my dick aren't usually things genuinely sorry people tend to say. Judge Lunt wasn't buying it either. She revoked the suspension of the brothers' sentences and sent them off to jail for two years. Judge Lunt said, They did not care who saw what they had written. Now I have no doubt that they are sorry. Sorry they were caught. She did not add, Who's sucking whose dick now? But I feel like it was strongly implied. Now it's time for Legend of the Week. After banging on so much about dumb criminals, I'd like to highlight a hero, two-legged or otherwise, who went out of their way to help stop a crime. In August 2021, a teenage girl was waiting for a taxi in Maidstone, Kent, in the early hours of the morning. 33-year-old forklift driver Olawasan Oseni saw her alone and decided to attack her. He grabbed the girl by her waist and throat and shoved her against some shutters. Teresa Locke was working in the nearby taxi office. She heard the teenager's screams and bravely rushed to her defence. As she tried to pull a senny off the girl, he punched Teresa in the face, breaking her glasses and giving her a black eye. Then he dragged the teenage girl to a car park at the back of the building, pushed her to the ground and started to sexually assault her. Despite her injuries, Teresa refused to let the assault continue unabated. She hurled rocks at Aseni, all the while shouting for help. Soon a security guard joined Teresa and helped her pull Aseni off his victim, then she hurried the girl inside the taxi office and locked the door. But Aseni was a terminator of a sexual predator and the prick wouldn't stay down. He ran to the front of the taxi office and banged aggressively on the window, trying to get in. 
Teresa called the police and Asini finally decided to flee the scene. Officers later found him slumped on a bench, passed out and dribbling. He was arrested and charged with sexual assault and two counts of actual bodily harm. Aseni told the police his drinks must have been spiked while he was out that night. But of course there was no toxicological evidence that this had occurred. One of the very dumbest things sexual predators do is try to pretend they preyed on their victims because someone spiked their drinks. Predators spike the drinks of their intended victims to weaken them and make them easier targets. Nobody is out there spiking the drinks of sexual predators with some kind of rape powder. That's not a thing that exists. Later in court, Judge Robert Lazarus thanked Teresa for showing great bravery and the victim for her strength and resilience during the court process. He stated, There have been so many reports of late where women and girls feel they are not safe at night on their own. This will not do. All due respect, Judge Lazarus, but women and girls not feeling safe out at night on their own is not a new phenomenon. Aseni's defense lawyer tried to minimize his actions by blaming them on alcohol, but the judge wasn't having it. He said, This court endlessly sees day after day what people do under intoxication, and this is not what we see as a result of intoxication. This is done by a person with a propensity to commit sexual violence against women and is misogynistic in the extreme. Aseni pleaded guilty to sexual assault on the teenage girl and causing actual bodily harm to Teresa Locke. He was jailed for three years. After the verdict, PC Lucy Edworthy told the media, Aseni is a predatory and violent individual who saw the opportunity to target a young girl while she was trying to get home. He is undoubtedly a danger to women and girls, and the people who halted this attack should be congratulated for their actions. Amen to that. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are short cases that sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. In 2015, a 24-year-old man decided to rob a bank in Austria. Robbing a bank is a pretty daft idea on its own, but his weapon of choice tipped this case over into totally wackadoodle ridiculous territory. He entered the bank at around 4pm, strode up to the teller and demanded he give him some money. In his hand, he was menacingly wielding a stainless steel dessert spoon. (laughs) It's thought Spoon Man believed the bank staff would mistake his spoon for a knife, which isn't what happened because a spoon looks nothing like a knife. Witnesses... (laughs) Witnesses said that no one in the bank took Spoon Man seriously. The teller he brandished the spoon at managed to keep a straight face long enough to tell him that he'd go get the money for him. But instead he called the cops. Spoon Man took a seat in the waiting area to await his impending riches. And this is where the cops found him when they came to arrest his spoon-wielding ass. (laughs) All units, backup needed. 346 Oak Avenue.
During early September this year, strange things were afoot at the Bendemeer Hotel in New South Wales. Room 8 hadn't been rented out in a while, so staff were bewildered to find that it had been trashed. Fans had been flipped over, the carpet was damaged, and dirt had been scattered everywhere. Hotel owner Leanne Summers said, I'd been phoning around all the staff to see if anyone had let the room out but didn't record it in the book to try and piece together who could have trashed our room. Cleaners tidied up the mysterious mess, but the following Monday morning, they noticed the bins in the room had been knocked over. As they were wondering if a messy ghost had recently taken up residence in room eight and where to find the number of a local exorcist, they noticed a small echidna hiding under the bed. Echidnas, also known as spiny anteaters, are small quill-covered animals with a beaky pointy nose for eating ants. The little spiky ball of a dude had done way more damage than people thought was possible. The cleaners coaxed him out from under the bed and released him into a paddock. Of the unusual freeloading hotel guest, Leanne said, It is funny, but it's not. As the little critter had caused $3,500 worth of damage to the room. Still, she had a good-natured attitude about the whole situation, saying, We're now actually thinking of calling roommate the Echidna Suite in honour of our little friend. I want to stay in the Echidna Suite. It's pre-trashed, so you save yourself time having to trash the room. Tell all the rock stars. All units, stand by. In 2018, South Africa's Minister of Health, Aaron Mozzaletti, banned the use of doggy style during intimate sex among sexual partners or couples, which is a really weird AI-generated way to describe it. Intimate sex among sexual partners or couples. Does it mean you can still do it doggy style if you're having formal distant sex? Anyway, the Minister of Health believed that doggy style was the leading cause of cancer and stroke in men. He said after three years of arduous research, he found that the high pumping of blood during sex, when one is standing or kneeling, overloads the veins in the legs, which ultimately causes stroke. Now look, I would like to know what this research entailed and how many brave men lost their lives in the process. They deserve some kind of statue, surely. He told the Insider newspaper, One of the main causes of cancer is stress, fatigue and tiredness. The most energy-consuming and stressful sexual position for men is doggy. Hence the connection is more than clear. (laughs) Gee, thanks for that, Dr. Science. He added, This is the reason why South African married men die and leave their wives a lot these days. (laughs) Do they generally do it in that order? Like, first they die and then they leave their wives. In their will, do they leave instructions to serve their widow with divorce papers? This is all very confusing. There was some good news for doggy-style enthusiasts, though. The Minister of Health said that exceptions to the ban could be made on special occasions such as Christmas and Valentine's Day, but to engage in doggy style every day might be suicidal. 
<laughs> that adds new meaning to the term assisted suicide, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a completely stupid law, and who the hell's going to police that? I doubt they have the budget to implement an anti-doggy-style investigation unit, though I'm sure some of you pervs would like to apply for a job there. It sounds to me that he just doesn't like doing it doggy-style personally, so he was just trying to ban everyone from doing it. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. And if you dug what you heard, please leave a review. If you'd like to support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. All levels get access to monthly bonus episodes and ad free episodes and higher levels also receive some merchandise. Thanks so much to Beck Mook for coming on board as a patron. And thanks to all my pre-existing patrons. I really appreciate you all. You're pretty much saints. You all deserve statues. In the town square. (laughs) I'll get on that. Patron perk, we make you a statue. If you're up for more dumb criminals action in your life, you could follow me on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. Or you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast Facebook group. That's where you find me more often than not. And thanks so much to the brilliant Lorraine Ledwell for running the group with me. Till next time, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast.